Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and although you will be listening to this on a Saturday, the 15th of December, we are recording this on the birthday boy's birthday. It's Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. Yeah, thank you very much. It is my birthday today. I've turned 33, which I think officially puts me in my mid-30s, or maybe next year will be my mid-30s officially because I'm 34 then. Just say mid-30s is exactly 35, mm, and then, that, yeah. then you're 40. Yeah, yeah, that. I suppose, yeah. So, yeah, maybe I can still say I'm in my early 30s then. Yeah, I turned 33 today. Well, uh, what comes with birthdays? You've had a cake already. I have had a cake. A bloody lovely cake. There's, that you got there's me. been a, a sing caramel. song. There's been a sing song. You did. You gave me a standing ovation when I came into the office. And there's a oh, birthday card. Mate. Thank you so much. This is a lovely, well. I fear work. by just giving you an envelope, it, it seems like a monetary gift. There is no money in there. I'm just holding this close to my microphone so you can get the great, great foley. Yep. It's a Spider-Man card, and it says, Happy Birthday, classic, like, Steve Ditko-designed uh, birthday, a uh, card, rather, design. Dear Luke Owens, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you like superhero men. Have a nice... And then it says, Have an amazing day in the actual card itself. Uh, Thanks for being repeatedly welcoming and only sometimes exaggerating my stories on the podcast. Sorry about the NXT list. Lots of love. Your least favorite WrestleTalk.com writer, Andy. Ah, the WrestleTike. The WrestleTike Andy. That's very nice. And Andy is not my least favorite writer on on the site. Um, I don't know who would be my least favorite. It's James Dixon. Yeah. 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 And he got you a present. Oh, he's not here to give it to me himself. He, he said it was fine. It's, uh, it's Ooh, this. Oh, hello. We haven't wrapped it. No, you have not. But it is a Lonely Planet guide to Peru because I'm going to Peru next year. Oh, how lovely. Thank you very much. What a wonderful, thoughtful gift that is. But not as thoughtful as a similarly unwrapped gift <laughs> from yours truly. Oh, wow. The gifts just keep on coming in. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, that is cool. Oh, amazing. So, sorry, I need to tell me what it is because this is not a video thing. Uh, it is a pop vinyl figure from Space Jam of Marvin the Martian. You were talking about this on the podcast so recently. Yeah, well, I would, I would never have bought it myself because Anna wouldn't let that happen. Mm. 
but you you seem so excited about the idea of a Marvin the Martian vinyl. That's a wicked pop vinyl as well. He's cool. So I thought I'd get him for you. Oh, thanks, man. That's really uh, that's so nice. Thank you very much. Oh, I really like that. That's going to go up on my uh, shelf. At home. At home. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I've made the like like throw away one of those stupid ET things you got or (laughs) or the sign Stranger Things poster. They're not as good as uh, a vinyl you can buy anywhere. Oh, I know. Well, I was actually in a store uh, the other day looking for certain things, looking for um, presents for the WrestleTalk Christmas show, which is next week. Mm -hmm. Um, And I saw they had a massive collection of pop vinyls in there. And I saw some pop vinyls that I thought, I was actually quite a bit sad. Like, because it's an industry that they say is dying. Like, it is like they're gonna, they've spent so much money on licenses, but interest in them is really waning. You said this last year. Um, no, it was earlier this year, I think I said it. So apparently it is on the the way down. But once I saw, I saw Friends pop vinyls, and I like Friends and everything, Mm. but I don't think I need pop vinyl figures for it. But I also saw one, and this genuinely did make me sad. I saw a pop vinyl figure of Kurt Cobain. That's what he would have wanted. But that's what I thought. Is it, that's just what. If he was still with us today, he'd have definitely signed off on having a pop vinyl figure made of him. I when I was getting that one, there mm. were some Angry Beavers ones. No way. Yeah, I thought, God, I forgot that existed. Yeah, it was a Nickelodeon show, folks. If you're too young or too old to remember. And only reason I remember that is because they mentioned it on Talking Simpsons this week that Matthew was on because it was the air date. It's the same week that they did that episode. Do you want to air your <laughs> no, your grievances air. No, outside of a, a special private conversation it's we not had? Grievances. I just I'd like to be on the show, and I don't think they'll ever invite me on the show. Well, I think the way to make that happen is to get a groundswell of support from the SWAF nation. Yeah, but then it feels like it's a pity. And then thing. yeah, yeah, but like, like I, I do you not want that. What I, I don't almost prefer it like they clearly asked Matthew on because they're fans mm. and so it, it almost feel nicer if they were like oh you're really cool could you come on the show rather than be like, can I be on your show please so quick recap Talking Simpsons is an American podcast that mm. Luke adores I do it. it's a very they, good show. they asked for guests the only criteria was that you have to be semi-famous Luke has messaged them t- three times twice twice on direct messages on Twitter yeah, and they've never responded and they haven't responded although I do think Bob's on holiday at the moment so that might be why he's not responding and one of one of them at least is a very big wrestling fan Henry's yeah uh, Bob's not a wrestling fan at all but Henry's a massive wrestling fan and this week after you told me that that they haven't got back to you for six months now yeah six months plus yeah. Matthew appeared on there <laughs> of Botchamania fame and I, I got a text <laughs> I got a text from Luke that evening that just read, <laughs> in capitals, Matthew doesn't even listen to Talking Simpsons. He's very good on the show, but it's quite clear I don't think he's ever listened to an episode of it because yeah, he was sort of unaware of certain things that they did on the show. You mean the podcast, not The Simpsons. Not The Simpsons. Oh yeah, Matthew. Oh, yeah. all over. He's Simpsons. all over The Simpsons. Absolutely he is. He's a bigger Simpsons fan than I. He is a bigger fan of every single bit of pop culture yeah. than everyone else. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. He's, his and references a, are so on point. He's a, the, one of the nicest guys I've ever met as well. Like, really chatty. Just such a nice guy. I, I think he's got that Pete thing about him, though, where it feels like he's a really nice guy, but he can get away with saying some very nasty, close-to-the-bone things because he smiles and he slaps you on the back afterwards <laughs> yeah. you're like ah, Matthew's not too bad yeah did I tell you about the first time I met Matthew in person no it was the weirdest introduction really because he'd literally messaged me like 10 minutes maybe five minutes before I'd met him because it was at MediaCon mm. and I went up to my hotel room 
to go and grab my stuff and go back downstairs so we could um, get in the car together. So we were driving with him. Oh, it was and me, me. Yeah, me, you, uh, Matthew, and memes. Yeah, driving. God, him. that is a. <laughs> what a. I'm sure somebody out there, that's their wet dream. <laughs> uh, a road trip with those four people. Not in that car, though. That car yeah. was never going to get us. That car could not get us around Manchester, let alone a road trip. Because Laurie was in there Laurie as well. Laurie was in the car as well, yeah. So uh, that, that was too many people then that car was meant to hold. Yeah. So when we went over speed bumps, the bottom of the car scraped against the tarmac. Yeah, yeah. it was terrifying. But, I, but like, So I went up to my room and I grabbed my phone because I had it on charge. And Matthew had messaged me saying, like, uh, I mean, are you coming downstairs? Um, so I was like, yeah, 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 I'll be down in two seconds. So I went downstairs and then I saw him there and he shook, it, and I shook his hand. I was like, hey, man, nice to meet you at last. And he went, oh, yeah, who are you? Ah, <laughs> and I thought he was joking because he'd literally just DM'd me asking if I was coming downstairs, and I was like, "Oh, Luke from Rustle." And he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, I mean, I just don't really watch the show that much." Ah, he writes for us. I know. There's a weekly column. Bless his heart, such a nice guy. Uh, right, I'm gonna do a quick Rustle talk, get better, and then we're gonna do some jokes before we get out of the um, main portion or the intro portion of the show because our outro is gonna be dedicated to prepping Ollie Davis for his uh, fun evening that he's got in store tonight, which we'll talk about in the outro. So this is a Wrestle Talk Get Better. I'll keep anonymous for reasons that will uh, become clear. Uh, hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and especially Andy. So I play a lot of sports, and my eating and drinking habits have always been a bit suspect. I probably eat too many sweet treats and sugary drinks like Pepsi. It's weird because all my colleagues are really healthy. One is a vegetarian, and the other one mainly survives off a liquid diet And he's not at the per- when he's not at the personal trainer. I get a lot of stick for my dietary habits, so I'm really going to try and improve what I eat. For example, today I've had lots of fruit instead of a Pepsi Max or Ribena. I've got watermelon, apple, and raspberry juice. I just hope that my colleagues notice how hard I'm trying, and they ignore the giant pile oh, of cookies that are on right, my desk right. brackets blame uh, my hopeful girlfriend close brackets from uh, Andy Datsun I twigged that early on <laughs> yeah. I was gonna I was even gonna make a joke about this being very similar to and he, he's just yeah like the what he's always his desk is cluttered it's the filthiest desk with with uh yeah like clementine rinds <laughs> that's been there for about two weeks now yeah he doesn't say that, something to him. I've been is there. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I really it's should. It's overflowing. I should <laughs> complain into HR, but that is you. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm consider this my formal uh, complaint against it. Very him. funny, Datsun. I feel like the only way the Wrestle Tyke can be truthful with us is by emailing <laughs> in to this show, despite him sitting three feet away from us. Yeah, absolutely. Also, thank you very much for your book. Uh, but this, uh, we've got some jokes now from my favourite wrestle, uh, wrestle Talk writer, Pete. Uh, hello, gentlemen and Ollie. <laughs> Here's some terrible, terrible jokes for the podcast, some of which I made up myself. Joke one. Oh, this will be... Uh, yeah. This could be awkward. Colleague one. That new kid is so energetic, he's bouncing off the walls. Colleague two. What's his name? Colleague one. Ricochet. I mean, that was a... That's kind of a Reddit gag for what Ricochet would be called once he joined WWE. Mm. So sure. Yeah. Joke two. If Scott Steiner became a religious leader, what would he be? Big pop, a uh, big popper pope. It's better. That's better. Yeah. And then joke three just says Ollie Davis. I think he's just making uh, fun of you. Uh, you're funny. welcome, lads. I love you really, Ollie. Lots of love and a Merry Christmas. Thank you very much, Pete. I, d- I actually was meaning to message Pete today uh, because um, I've been... I've, I've, I've popped my head into Greg's before, uh, quite recently, actually, it was in the last week, because I just thought, 
bit peckish. I might see if I can describe myself something here. So, Pete, if you could just put a word in um, to uh, the people. That, I mean, I know you've got connections, like, so you just put a word to in Greg. People. Yeah, to the guy Greg, that owns to, yeah, it. Yeah, to, to Mr. Greg. Matthew Greg. Just, <laughs> it's Matthew Greg. Matthew Greggs. Matthew Greggs. Um, he is from the same place as well. Can you just put a word in? Can you have more than one vegetarian sandwich? I mean, come on. It's a cheese salad sandwich as well. Like, Ooh, just I love be, a cheese salad. I, I think it's grand as well, but variety is the spice of life. You've got like 30 sandwich options and only one of them is vegetarian. Just try. Just try a bit. It's not hard. There's so many other options you could do then. You just, you're, not, you're not trying. You're not trying. You've got too many chicken options and, and various other types. That's on you, Pete. That is on you, Pete. Um, oh, by the way, American listeners, Greg's is a <laughs> English walk-in pastry shop. Yeah, it's like a cheap version of Subway. The sandwiches yeah. are already pre-made for you. Um, and I did this joke on the NXT one, but I wanted to save it because I, I thought you might enjoy it. Uh, did you hear about the kidnapping? Hey, woke up. Oh, I thought I would actually get a laugh out of you. I'm actually a little bit gutted about that. Um, So that is all we've got time for for the intro portion of this show. We've got a special treat for you in the outro. So uh, here is the show itself. We're going to be talking about possible WrestleMania 35 rumors and card speculation. And then your crab gimmicks, your mailbag questions. And in the outro, Ollie Davis is going to read your Poetry Corner submissions. Here's the show. This come this mainly comes from a report, a very dodgy report. Yes. Because it's Barn Burner's No Holds Barred podcast. Yes. Who I think everyone's kind of stopped reporting their stuff as news. Is that Brad? Not this guy. Is that Brad Shepherd? No, no, no. Brad Shepherd. I, I think he was with Barn Maybe Burner. maybe he occasionally appears on it mm. on this podcast show, but it's like this guy Joe Pache. Peach. Mm. I don't really Peesh. know their backgrounds. Yeah, Peach and another guy, and they say, yeah, talking to ad sources. And I think they they definitely did do one correct report mm. a few months ago. So that's why it's not easy to discount them. <coughs> same with same Shepherd, I suppose. Yeah, because right? he got that XFL stuff. Yeah, there, the XFL and the been... Hall of Fame. Yes, yeah, yeah, which he's been really sort of like hanging his coat on, despite the fact he's had nothing since. That was this. That was this time last year. <laughs> I know. Happy anniversary, Brad Shepard, and your scoop. Yeah. Uh, but this, yeah. So they, they, they were talking, and they said, "Well, you know, I've been speaking to my sources," and the other guy's like, "Well, I've been speaking to my sources," <laughs> and they're trying to outsource each other. And they came up. They, they said Triple H versus Batista. Yes. Obviously, that's one of them. Uh, the idea is. Triple H is going to recover in time. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, because I haven't actually seen this report, nor your news episode about it. Um, yeah, to appeal back the curtain a little bit here, we tend not to watch each other's videos. Mm. We just watch the ones that we do. We don't want to be influenced by each other's styles too much. No, absolutely not. I made that error when I first joined here. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I just always assumed that that match was going to be off the cards now because of uh, Trips's pectoral muscle. Yeah, so, of course, he... Tore that at Crown Jewel early November. It's like a five, six month recovery period mm-hmm. for a normal human being. Yeah, but not like a Triple H or a John Cena. Triple H does not miss his compulsory 30 minute match at WrestleMania. At least 30 minute minimum. Oh, and that's not including entrances. No, that's not. That's an hour. Yeah. I really like his those matches. It's like Triple H gets a 20 minute entrance. Yep. Seth Rollins gets like three minutes yep. and a cool white suit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always got it. Despite what the audience are telling you, you have to go that mm. time. Well, I really hope this is. We're going to talk about all the the other ones, uh, but I really hope this one happens because I fear if it doesn't, Batista won't 
come back. Mm. Well, that's it. He's always said that if he was going to come back to WWE for another match, it would be against Triple H. I think pretty much that's the only match he's really interested mm. in doing. Which kind of baffles me a little bit. I, I don't know, man. I, like, I was thinking about this. I've been going back and re-listening to our 2018 uh, prediction show that we did sort of around this time last year and people emailing in. And it's really funny looking back on that now because there are people going like, The Undertaker's going to have one more match. And me and you are sitting there going like, It's not happening. He's, he's definitely retired. Like, they did that big old ceremony of him retiring. There's no way he's going to be having another match. Yep. And then he had three of the buggers this year or whatever it was. Uh, maybe it was two. But again, like, if Undertaker's coming back, then I just don't get the point of just doing nostalgia matches. But, oh, wait. So, oh, so you're relating that to Batista coming yes. back. I, so, for me, I think Batista is obviously a guy who is very creatively focused. And, you know, the, the fact that he left WWE, a very high paid position, to go into acting and a bit of MMA and work from the ground up. Mm -hmm. And he's done that. And yep. he's like just an absolutely brilliant actor now as Drax in Blade Runner in, like, that's Drax again. He, he's just really good at being Drax so in Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, he's done it in three films now. Yeah. And he's, and he's done brilliant. One of those is the second biggest movie ever. Yep. He was in uh, James Bond as well, of course. And I think... He's, he's a guy who's creatively driven and story driven. And going by his last return in 2014, when he came back in the Royal Rumble as a babyface and then turned heel, he like he would show up in NXT and, and wrestle a match against Bo Dallas. Or not, but did an angle with Bo Dallas. He's a guy, I think, who probably sits at home and does fantasy booking mm, like us. Fantasy booking himself. Yeah. And I think... He thinks poetically for his character of Batista that was really brought in, if you look beyond all the Deacon the stuff. Deacon, Deacon Batista stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, like this animal version of Batista was brought in by Triple H. Mm -hmm. And he wants that story arc to wrap up with Triple H, and that's his swan song. I, I totally understand why he wants yeah, that to be Yeah, but we've already had one. that match. We had it at WrestleMania like 10 or so years ago. But not for our last time ever. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just me. Like when we were like looking at this card as well, because we've written down like some of the matches already that have been reported, or some of the matches that could be lined up. And then I started like running through the list of names that aren't involved in those matches. And he's like, "Well, you got to think they're having a WrestleMania match. I mean, you got to think they're having a match. You got to think they're having a match." Then after a while, you're like, "Why are we spending? Like, why is these two part times? I know that it's WrestleMania, and this is just what you do now. This is just the done thing." But like Batista versus Triple H at WrestleMania just seems like a, a card filler that doesn't need to be there. I disagree. I think this is this is a rare example of where I wouldn't mind two old-timers going at it because with, I think yeah. it suits their characters. With that said, I would much rather Triple H and Batista than Batista versus Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Which is why I hope that if Triple H can't make it in time, which, come on, this is Triple H. He's going to... He'll be back by, he'll he'll be be by TLC. He'll be there, and he'll look better than he... Suspiciously better than he did before. <laughs> and uh, Just don't ask him to pee in things. Yeah, and he... Um, I, Batista is 50, I think, next year. I think he turns 50. Mm -hmm. So there's not much time for him for this, uh, as it, to like take bumps in a ring. Yeah. So this is I think this might be the last chance for Batista. You reckon this will be... If we, we don't get uh, Big <coughs> Teast... At WrestleMania 35, then we're not yeah. going to get him at all. So I hope I hope that happens. Yeah. That uh, we've also got this is one that I would rather not happen. Yeah. The Miz versus Shane McMahon. Yep. Shane's got for the for the best in the world trophy. Shane's got to have his marquee WrestleMania match because 
The boy sells tickets. Don't ask me how, but the boy sells tickets. That one time. That one. <laughs> he sold tickets. I know, but like in the wrestling world, if you've done it once, then it's like a guarantee mm. after that. Like you can hang your hat on it. Wasn't like, The Undertaker. Nope. Or The Hell in a Cell. Wasn't The Hell in a Cell. Nope. It was uh, Shane O'Mac that was uh, the one who sold them tickets. To be fair to him, he yeah. pr- it probably was because probably that was, was a huge it was return. return. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a big did, deal. Remember when he did return and everyone was like, oh my God, Shane is back. This is the best thing ever. Here we are like two years later going like, good Lord, I'm sick of seeing Never Shane. leave us again. <laughs> Shane. Uh, so yeah, so I'm, I, this is a match that I, I can't be asked with, to be mm. honest. I'm not asked about this at all. So I think if it was Shane McMahon versus someone else, I'm just, I, I, especially if Miz is going to be a babyface and Shane's going to be a heel, I'm not interested in that dynamic 100% at all. One hundred percent not. But Miz is great. If anyone can sell me on this, it's, it's the Miz, and they've got a few four months of storytelling to hopefully tweak this into something engaging. But then does like Miz win, and then he's the best in the world? Well, that's the other joke, isn't it? It's like neither of these guys are the best in the world. This trophy is a joke. It's like a gimmick fun match. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool. Okay. It, it, it's wrestling. It doesn't matter. It's all ironic. <laughs> and I don't want to watch an ironic wrestling match between Miz well. and Shane McMahon. Shane throwing his potatoes and yeah. doing his crap MMA. And Miz doing his weak-looking <laughs> offense. It's the it's the polar opposites of each other. It is the safest and hardest style yeah. in WWE. Uh, we've got Rey Mysterio is reportedly penciled. All, all of this, again, comes from the same people. It's all rumour and conjecture. Uh, but Ray- like the, the Triple H particular <coughs> one, that was set up at SmackDown 1000. Yeah. That was kind of like figured to happen. Rey Mysterio is reportedly penciled in for a United States title match. Okay, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But who will his opponent be? Apparently that's not decided. It's between... The, sh- the champion being Shinsuke Nakamura, so Nakamura holds on to it. Samoa Joe, okay. Or Andrade Cien Almas. Well, it'd be nice for, Al- I mean, it'd be nice for the United States Championship to be featured on something. Yeah. But, you know, it'd be nice for Almas to have something to do as well. Crikey, like, it's incredible he's done nothing since coming up to the main roster. Is it? <laughs> Maybe you're right. He's done more than sanity, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He uh, had that star-making performance against AJ Styles. Did. And Daniel Bryan mm. and Rey Mysterio and Jeff Hardy, I think. Um, yeah. Of the, of those names, uh, Almas is the one that's, that jumps out to me the most, but just because I want to see Almas featured more on this show. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, I just think. That sort of passing of the that's a potential passing of the torch moment. That's genuinely if, if a WWE wins. legend. Oh yeah, good point. Especially if he has the title. Yeah. Uh, but like that could be. Both guys can get over and defeat. Ray's been spectacular the last year. He's had a great season. Uh, yeah, that could be. That's that's a good use of a old timer. But I the think. sad part of this report, this and this bit genuinely makes me a bit sad, is that so those three names Nakamura, Joe, or Almas. The other one of those, the other two of those names that's not the champion will be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So can you imagine having Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura and Almas on your card and thinking like, well, only one of them can actually have a match. The other two will have to go into that Battle Royal that goes in the pre-show, which no one cares about. When the what? podcast like said that, and they went, well, the other two guys will go in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, so it's going to be a stacked Battle Royal this year. <laughs> And then they move on. I was like, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Talk about how bad that That's is. terrible. It's garbage. Uh, so back to the big, big, big time. Yep. Apparently, More. WWE are talking with The Rock. More part-timers. Yeah. Uh, about a potential Hall of Fame induction. Like, this is one of the speculated reasons why NXT TakeOver's been moved 
from Saturday, Saturday to Friday. Friday night on WrestleMania weekend. Which has caused havoc with all the indie promotions that were running on Friday night because they, they didn't want to go head-to-head with NXT, mm. so they've all been moved to the afternoon. Yeah, and uh, the, yeah, the idea originally, and this was what WrestleVotes reported, that Rock was in talks with WWE to win the Royal Rumble match and face Roman Reigns for the Universal title at WrestleMania, and that could be yet another passing of the torch. But all of these talks happened before Roman's diagnosis with leukemia mm-hmm. was revealed. So now, they're still, like apparently, according to Barnburner, those discussions are still there, but maybe it's Rock versus Brock in a uh, 2002 SummerSlam rematch. Yeah, Meltzer's um, been on this as well, because um, he said that it's the match that Vince has always wanted to do is Rock v. Brock since Brock came back. So it would sort of make sense that if Rock is going to come in for one more match, that would be the match that they do, because it's the one that Vince wants to do. Um, And yeah, and the reason that they want to move the Hall of Fame to the Saturday is because Rock probably wouldn't be able to commit to a whole weekend, a whole three-day schedule. So they just do the two days instead. He comes in the Saturday, then works the Sunday, and then off he pops again. Otherwise, where's he going to eat pancakes? Yeah. So Dave Meltzer actually has denied, like he said he's asked around, and his sources say... No, happening. this is this is complete complete lunacy mm. and uh, wrestle votes who are very reliable. They're very good. They, they're sticking to their guns. They're saying no. This is this is what we've heard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that's. Um, but another question is, do we want to see it? N- not for me. Not in this match. I, I want to see Brock versus Seth. So that's the other thing. If if it's not Brock, if it's not Rock versus Brock, it'll be Brock versus Seth. And Seth's been doing some teasing of that. Yeah, and I think it really needs to. We really need to move on from this Roman Brock hangover that's been like two years by Three this years. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then my, Seth could hopefully be the new top guy. Uh, yeah, I know, but I wouldn't like. I don't see Rock and Brock. It's just postponing the problem. And is in in this scenario, if it is Rock v Brock or Brock v Seth, is Brock champion? Mm. Because that's the other name we've not really seen on this list yet. Uh, list yet is Braun Strowman. Yeah, who yeah. is figuring to beat Baron at uh, on Sunday's pay-per-view, although the report is that Braun will be there, but he's not going to actually wrestle. But that's what um, WrestleVotes are reporting, is that he's... And PW Insider have said he's definitely going to be there, but he is not cleared to wrestle, and he won't be having the match. And then PW Insider reported, interestingly, Kurt Angle is scheduled to be at Monday's Raw. Ooh. So one might think that it will be Angle that uh, subs in for him. That makes total sense. Makes total sense. Either way... Uh, Braun gets his title shot at the Royal mm. Rumble. So does Braun win the belt there? Who knows? Well, like all the storylines since the whole Brock Rock thing would just be a bit dull and frustrating. Like, I can't argue the business sense of that. Though. Nope, absolutely. You can, absolutely you because cannot argue <laughs> the business sense of it. He's one of the, he's arguably the biggest movie star in the world. He's the, most big, he's the biggest page. It, it'll be huge. And way yeah. more than the last time he was facing John Cena. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like it is like one of the biggest actors in Hollywood and like one of the biggest guys in the UFC, for, or formerly of the UFC, colliding together at the WrestleMania stage. That's a massive marquee match. That's a headlining match. Yeah, I think even if I was in Vince's shoes, and he's obviously got the financial resources to do it, and Rock is another one who's like, he hasn't got many more years to do an in-ring match, mm-hmm. uh, and he'll probably be president <laughs> in two years. Yeah. So it, it's really like now or never, I think, for Brock, uh, for Rock. 
And yeah, if I had the the money, I go. I don't care if this makes no sense and it's going to piss off all our normal fans. Yeah, I'm booking it. Or all the boys in the back who've yeah. been working all year long, but they cannot get a WrestleMania main event. Don't care. Don't, don't care. care. It's Rock versus Brock. And if the reports are true and we're getting two WrestleManias or more WrestleManias next year, then what reports? Uh, who would it come from? There was going to be more. It was a bit of speculation from last from like uh, yeah, April. It's, it's in our video that we're doing. Is it? Yeah. Which video? The uh, rumors ah, you need to know. Okay. Uh, then we've also got, hey, set your seats to stun. <laughs> your seats to stun? Whatever that is. <laughs> AJ Styles taking on Randy Orton. Oh, my God. That means you've had AJ Styles in this company, and your thoughts are, I mean, let's have him lose to Jericho in a eight-minute match. Then <laughs> Shane McMahon... Then we'll have him in a match with Shinsuke Nakamura that's purposely designed not to be match of the night. And then Randy Orton. I will say this, though. When (laughs) AJ Styles and Randy had the occasional clash after WrestleMania in 2018, uh, I I thought they were very good matches. And they were building matches based around AJ doing the phenomenal forearm and Randy going for the RKO. So, like... It'll be a really solid match. And I think this is the kind of match that Randy would care about. Because he's got the tools. He's just, he's not always the most motivated. Um, But yeah, it's not not inspiring in the slightest. It's not not a match I'm I'm particularly interested to see. But it might just be, and I think this has come across across quite clearly in my SmackDown reviews and stuff. I'm just not asked about Randy Orton. I think I could really do with him just going away for a little bit. Well, how about this then? Daniel Bryan. Versus Shawn Michaels. It's when it's when you see lineups like this, you're like, oh, this report's a load of crap. Though. Well, that, like, well <laughs> I, yeah, that was the one I was like, well, that's that's, that's silly. That's but very then silly. he wrestled. He wrestled a match. He was the best guy in there. Well, yes, but yeah, he, I mean, really, he had to be, I suppose. By default, he was going to be the best man in the match. Um, poor, oh, man, but I, I don't see it happening. Mm. I just don't see Shawn getting back into the ring again at this point. I agree. I don't think he had fun at Crown Jewel. No, no, no. And it was and quite he, sad. And he said that. Yeah. He said that. But is he? I, I could see a scenario where he thinks, God, that's what everyone's going to remember me as now. Yeah, I know. I've already made the return. I, c- I think I could put on a hell of a match with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Yeah. The story's there, of course. Michael's briefly trained Brian, when way back in the well, year two thousand, yeah, really. I mean, that's the story that WWE can certainly tell. The reality of it is that Daniel Bryan went to Shawn Michaels' wrestling school, and Michaels was never there, and he was just trained by other people. But there are a few photos <laughs> yeah. where Michaels did squats with them, Abs- and <laughs> yeah. they can run those in video packages. Yes, there's and there's like a there's a history in WWE in ring segments as well when Brian put the the yes lock on yeah. Michaels in that segment. So I think, to be honest, it's a match that I would really like to see, and it would be a much nicer swan song for Michaels than that crown jewel embarrassment so I'd, I'd be very much down for it mm. um, but the other question to that is then is that for the title is Brian going to be champion at that point hmm. well you you know you could always put it on that hot AJ Randy feed. <laughs> uh, and finally of the rumoured and this is also from Barn Burner. Yeah, this is all, this also feels like put some names up onto a dartboard and just fling them over there. Like, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, it's that now. So uh, Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey, that's where we think we're all 
building towards, which is just like yeah. an, an amazing sequence of events following that meant to happen at Survivor Series. Becky Lynch got concussed, couldn't wrestle, and initially you're like, oh, I'm bummed. That was the biggest match of Becky Lynch's career. It's the only match I was interested in. But now it's like, oh, okay, it will happen probably in the main event of WrestleMania as a huge big-time draw. Well done, women. Yeah, and nice. But mostly well done, the man, <laughs> yeah. Becky Lynch. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, I, and I personally think that's what should main event WrestleMania, even if you've got rock and prog. Well, I agree, because I, <coughs> uh, Jim Ross on his podcast said that there are no male stars on the Raw or SmackDown roster that have enough momentum at the moment to main event WrestleMania. No, and actually, I completely agree with him. Um, but what Barnburner added, because that's, everyone's sort of reported that one, is they say that Daniel Cormier, who is the... Who will have retired by then? He said he's going to retire when he's 40 from UFC. He's the light heavyweight and heavyweight champion, which is quite something. Mm -hmm. And he's going to retire when he turns 40 on March 20th, a few weeks before WrestleMania. I am. If in wrestling someone won the Cruiserweight and World Heavyweight Championship, people go like, that's stupid. That really buries the Cruiserweight division. Mm. Yet in UFC, where it's a legitimate sport, it's like, yeah, it's just happened. Yeah, yeah, well done. I guess if it's not like... (laughs) To the the weight difference isn't too yeah. big. It could just be a pie. <laughs> Eat a pie on one day and you're a light heavyweight champion. Yeah. Uh, but the yeah. So Daniel Cormier in uh, Ronda's corner for this. Cormier uh, has, has apparently had a tryout with WWE. Apparently Fox want him to become a commentator for yes. SmackDown when it moves there. So that's a very possible thing that could happen. Because Fox is, uh, the report is that Fox wants SmackDown to be more sports, less sports entertainment mm. when uh, it moves there uh, in like quarter, what is it, quarter three or quarter four next year? It's October, so October, Q3. Yeah. Uh, but the craziest thing is that Barnburner said, well, we call me in Ronda's corner. Uh, Conor McGregor will be in Becky Lynch's corner. And the reports are that WWE have wanted to do something with Conor for years. I I think it was um, Triple H. I think the report was that Triple H wanted them to do like a Floyd Mayweather, um, Conor McGregor segment at SummerSlam last year. Like that was Mm. the thing he was really pushed for because that was just before their big fight. Um, Or it might be somewhere around that time. That never came to fruition. But it's yeah, a great idea. It's a though. great. It's a great idea, and yeah. I know that they are. They really want Connor in because Connor is a name that, again, you put up onto a poster, and that's what WrestleMania is. WrestleMania is not what it used to be. Was the showcase of the Immortals? It's where feuds ended. It was where, like, the end of a wrestling. It was the end of the wrestling year and the start of a new one, where you crown your new top guy or you start your next set of storylines. But now it's become. Hey, it's just a, it's a big event where you get celebrities and which you know which WrestleMania wasn't the first time anyway, but it's like it's celebrities, it's part time, it's, it's names that you recognise from twenty years ago, it's people from outside the the sports entertainment world all coming together. So people who are there three hundred and sixty five days for the other part of it don't really matter. What matters is the the big name people, and you know Conor McGregor is a big name. Plus, I I mean he is essentially pro wrestling in in its finest, yeah. like he. He, he jumped the cage and attacked a referee at a Bellator show. That's not even his promotion. Yeah. He threw a dolly, a, a, a coach, with yeah. his rival in. And not like a dolly as in like a girl's toy. Yeah. I shouldn't like say a girl's toy, but a toy. You mean like an actual dolly. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, uh, I, I think Conor McGregor would be an inspired choice there. He's, his whole gimmick's bottle. Uh, his whole gimmick is sort of based on Ric Flair, yeah, that's as is yeah. Becky Lynch's at the moment. Mm-hmm. And Becky and Connor had a sort of Twitter exchange where 
she was he was like if you have a proper fight i'll come and back you up and she said well you know april new york i hear uh new york's nice in the spring mm. which is a wrestlemania thing so yeah i mean that would be amazing but then let's list off some of these <coughs> names that are not a part of what we've just reported that's charlotte flair asker bobby lashley drew mcintyre finn balor elias braun Strowman, bray white who's looking to return he might even return on sunday i put jinder down but that's a joke uh, Kurt Angle, Kevin Owens is reportedly going to be back by WrestleMania. Uh, Rusev, we've got Bailey, Sasha Banks, Sanity, The Bar, The Usos, New Day. There's a lot of other talent there that are not scheduled for matches. That's why we have Battle Royals. (laughs) (laughs) If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're wondering to yourself, what the heck is a crap gimmick? Well, that's a segment we do here each and every Saturday on the Wrestle Ramble, where you, the Swap Nation, send to us your crap gimmick submissions, and we, the crap gimmick bookers, decide if we want to sign them or not. What's a crap gimmick, you ask? Well, we like to think of it as you are a wrestler or a blank or something much more abstract. So... 
big backlog of things to get through, but if you do want to submit yours, it's Luke at WrestleTalk.com. One more time, Luke at WrestleTalk.com. Still got about 200 to get through. We are, although, we're nearing the end of July. In fact, oh, wow. we're at the end of July, July 30th. Can we not just have a 2018 cutoff point when the, the clock strokes midnight? Yeah, but then I'm just going to get all of the submissions sent again. We're, oh, yeah. we're going to have the same backlog. They'll just be in a different order, I but guess. But you can click the button that says red. <laughs> It'll be nice. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this comes actually before we, before I jump into this, uh, we're going to be doing our Christmas show next week. So uh, if you could send in Christmas related crap gimmicks, we'll mm. read them out. Well, we're going to read a few of them out because I might get loads, but we'll read a few of them out on the Christmas show and decide whether we want to sign any of those. Got to be Christmas based though. Just don't resend one you've already sent before. Uh, this comes from James Shack on July thirtieth. Hello, Luke and Ollie. My crap gimmick is consisting of former firefighter trainees Darren and Larry. The Hot Boys. Darren and Larry are the best of friends whose childhood dream was to become firefighters, but unfortunately failed out of the Firefighter Academy. Ah. Oh, no, sad story. No, eh? no, no, no. Me and Laurie did this one. Did you? Yeah. When you were away, I think. Because his dad used to be a firefighter. He did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I I made, I, I, I chose this one on purpose to make him feel uncomfortable. <laughs> So we've done that one. Then. Yeah, I think we might have even signed them. Have you done the computer boys? The don't try it. See if I remember it. Okay. Well, this comes from. You need to tell me these things. Sorry. These comes from gym leader David from August third. Wow, we're in August. We're in August now. The computer boys with a Z, so you know they're cool. Dom and Nate, cheap puns to add for the crapness, are two stereotypical '80s nerds coming down to the ring in button-down shirts with pocket protectors, braces, pants that are slightly too short, with white socks and boots and thick frame glasses. These two seem to be meek, but when they get in the ring and take off their glasses, they become hard-hitting ECW-style hardcore wrestlers with little to no regard for the rules. They prefer to wrestle in hardcore matches so they can introduce their weapons of choice: computer parts. Dom's prefers uh, his finishing move is the double click a top rope elbow drop to a grounded opponent with a mouse wrapped around his elbow <laughs> nate's finisher is a pedigree where a computer board a computer keyboard is placed underneath his opponents so that it hits him in the face in the landing which he calls the keyboard crusher their tag team finisher is the same as aop's the super collider but it's control it's called control alt delete that comes from gym leader david I like the idea of the computer pedigree happening, mm -hmm. and then the opponent, you can have a gimmick, where they roll over afterwards, and they've got the keys from the keyboard in yes. their mouth. I like it, replacing like their a, actual teeth. Yeah, like a, like the sort of piano spot in yeah. Looney Tunes cartoons. Tom and Jerry. Uh, and I once went to a progress show, mm -hmm. before everyone else liked it, because I'm cool. And the London Riots used the keyboard, a computer keyboard, in the match. And uh, uh, the like, the D key came off. I caught it. That was on my desk for like three years. <laughs> Had a bit of blood on it. Where is it now? I don't know. I lost it. <laughs> uh, I, I quite like the computer boys. I think it's a fun little tag yeah, team. Yeah. But will it be better than Matthew Groves from August 4th? Hello, Luke and Ollie. My crap gimmick is Max the Mama's Boy Boyle. Max is a young man who is actually a good wrestler, but his mother always seems to be getting in the way. She will allow him down to the ring for every match if he wants her there or 
Uh, she will always follow him down to the ring if he wants her there or not. At the start of every match, his mother, Maxine Boyle, will start the timer on the screen because this is when Max has to come back home for his curfew. Max will often lose his matches because of this timer, will either run out of time or he'll rush himself which will lead to a stupid mistake. And to this, his mother will not allow him to be in the main event as that's past his bedtime. His mother will also distract him by offering crap advice because she doesn't know that much about wrestling. One match in the future, his mother will be distracted by a fan which will allow Max to win. This will hopefully set the crowd up to start distracting Maxine so that Max can pick up victories. His finisher is uh, the overbearing, which is a bear hug which he turns into an overhead belly to belly when his uh, weakened his opponents. Love the show, lads. Keep up the good work, Matt. I like the idea of a mum as a manager. A bit like a Shelton Benjamin's mama. Remember mm. that short-lived gimmick? No. That was like 2006 era. It's about one of the few things I like from 2006 WWE. So, of course, they dropped it very quickly. Yep. I think it only lasts like two or three weeks. It's also something uh, WCW have already done to crap gimmick effect. Yes, with I'm surprised Bible. there's not more overlap between <laughs> all of these submissions and everything WCW did yeah. in the second half of the 90s. Yeah, WCW from 99 through to 2001 is yeah. a litany of crap gimmicks. I mean, they had a, they had general a gen erection. That's a solid pun. <laughs> like you can't solid. Yeah, that is that. That's an. I think that's a success. I think that's critically. <laughs> Applauded as a success. Uh, it's critically <laughs> applauded. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I like this. I, li- I do like the mother character. Yeah. But I just feel like her character isn't as fleshed out as it should be, and neither's his. Mm-hmm. It's like a good pairing, but I would I want a bit more, some deep crap also, to flow individually. You would have to rely on fans to distract Maxine at the right time. Mm-hmm. So may not always play up into the finish. Yeah, I much prefer the computer nerds. Yeah, I'm going to go with the computer boys. Computer the boys. computer boys it is. And if you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you have to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers over on Patreon at any dollar amount and then leave your comments in the community section. Don't email it to me because they may get lost or send me them on Twitter because they may get lost there as well. Leave them in the Patreon community section. It's much easier for me to find. Uh, But this one, speaking of which, comes from Ross Dimitri, which he actually sent back in July, but he sent it to me as an email called Crap Gimmicks. So I filed it under Crap Gimmicks and then I read it. It's not. It's a mailbag question. About crap gimmicks. Okay, okay, I, I can see where the mistake happened. Yeah, he's yeah. even talking about the fact that he voted for SummerSlam 2000 mm. uh, for the Patreon podcast. Thank you. Yes, Thank which you. we got to do. Uh, so where's this question? Um, my idea was more of a question. Would you guys ever decide to draft uh, for the crap gimmick wrestling? Uh, you could be general managers of each brand and have drafts and trades, not superstar shakeups. You could also have fantasy booking warfares and then do schedule and build up pay-per-views. And we will vote on who had the best crap. <laughs> Lol, love the show very much, very consistent. I wish you and your lady partner as well. Uh, by the way, he's a $5 pledge hammer. Bet you he's not anymore because we didn't read out his question. I do like the idea, but you've got you've to factor in the interest. <laughs> because crap gimmicks is, is a niche part of the overall oh, yeah. wrestle talk ship anyway. I do get people sometimes saying to me on Twitter, it's like, why don't you do a whole show based around it? It's like, because mm. no one would watch yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's no why we tuck it away in the middle of the Saturday <laughs> show. Yeah. We like it. Yeah. Uh, it's like wrestle sketch. It's like you know, everyone's like, "That's I want more wrestle sketch, more wrestle sketch," and then thirty thousand people watch it, which is loads of people, but it's not the hundred to one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand that normal videos do. So it's just like the 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 payoff of 
resources and it's so much more work yeah so like much oh work. my god imagine doing a full fantasy book in warfare for crap gimmicks yeah well you'd have to you'd have to build an entire promotion from the ground up with characters yeah we do not have enough time to do that. it would be very fun but it would only ever be a once-off yeah if tony khan gave us loads of money <laughs> Uh, Marcel Jura, who emails in a lot. Hi, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. I know Tough Enough doesn't get love, and I know that the format is a bit cringeworthy, but I think it's pretty underappreciated for producing talent. Yeah, I know none of the uh, winners really <laughs> made an impact, but look at the talents that have come out of the show. Okay. Here is a list of some of the names I have on the radar. Kenny King, Christopher Nowinski, The Miz, John Morrison, Matt Morgan, Ryback, Matt Cross, Ivelisse, Marty the Moth Martinez, Mandy Rose, Laurel Van Ness, Sonia Deville, and The Velveteen Dream. They may have bad luck when it comes to choosing a winner, but they produce lots of talents, or at least give them opportunities. Without them, they wouldn't be where they are right now. What do you guys think? Is Tough Enough underappreciated? Would you like to see a new season? Much love. Uh, well, you have put down a lot of names there. Obviously, The Miz, Kenny King's very good, Velveteen Dream. Uh, but to my knowledge, out of all of those, only John Morrison won. I don't even think he won. Did he not even win? Oh, I've, I've my knowledge of, like... Actually, yeah. tough enough winners is very, very limited um, because I've never cared. And it's like a lot of those people, I think, were eliminated early yeah, as and well. And also a lot of them were already like Matt Cross was a name that was already established mm. before he got into Tough Enough. So I'm not sure you can really uh, have that one. And there's been what, like six, seven series of Tough Enoughs, say 10 to 15 competitors each. Like we're talking 100 people have come from it. And none of these are like super mega stars, I would argue. No. So that is a very, very low success rate. And I, I would definitely say like Velveteen Dream uh, is a product of NXT. Not, not tough enough. And, and like Ryback, wasn't he in the previous developmental? He was in FCW, right? So those people are products of the developmental system. Not tough enough. They're just not tough enough. Yeah. And like tough enough as a show, as much as I love the idea of it, my God. Americans do not make reality competition series that I enjoy. No, and also I, I just think that the, the reality competition format is dated now. And I don't think people are really interested in it. I don't even think like reality TV is as big as it once was. I think people are more interested now in like... Instagram. Well, Instagram. Or like big production type. Like people tune into TV for event things like Game of Thrones or like really well-produced TV shows as opposed to watching the Kardashians fart around or whatever it is they do on that show. I'm that, sure they still do. Like they don't do as big numbers as they might have used to do. I think mm. the interest in them is lower than it once was. It's, oh, I, was, I was actually watching a really good documentary on this last night. Really? It's, uh, it's called The American Meme. It's, uh, it's a Netflix original movie. Ooh. It's really good. I, I put it on hoping for some just... Hey, look at all these weird people who have become famous online. But it's actually a really interesting, intelligent investigation into how we got here with people becoming famous on Vine or like the fat Jewish guy, uh, like how he's made a big brand of himself. And they trace that back to Paris Hilton. Yeah, that makes sense. Paris Hilton and the simple life and how Paris Hilton even well, has before threads. Before that, it was se se Paris Hilton and the sex tape that yeah, then well, led yeah. into things like that. I think that's... Yeah, sex, was, I thought the sex tape came before all of it. So Paris Hilton was like doing she a lot of socialite stuff and she yeah. was a model and she was being photographed by something Chappelle, who of course had ties with Andy Warhol, who did the whole 15 minutes of fame thing in the first place. I can't remember <laughs> the start of this point. Excellent story, bro. But the overall thing is, I think in our bubble, it seems like game of thrones and people watch telly for big event things but actually the vast 
driver of all things is is reality stuff like that. Well, still. I take that all back yeah. then. But, but, it's but a, reality reality competitions though. A, a third of all scripted content now comes from streaming services. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm. Yeah. And because that's the big networks just rely on the much cheaper to produce reality and structured reality and reality competitions and game show formats. Um, but my other point I would make on that is that that's more WWE content I'll not have time to watch. So that's that's yeah. the last thing we need. Uh, that guy who wants to support. Hello, my SWAT brothers in arms and our SWAT daddies. Hmm. If I had to, if you had to choose one on-screen wrestling character from all time, including managers, commentators, authority figures, etc., to host your funeral, oh, who would wow. it be and why? Keep being awesome and have a merry Christmas, <laughs> even though I'm Jewish and don't celebrate Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Well, in in a Jewish vein, I, Paul Heyman would be up there. Yeah, I'd go with Paul Bearer. Really? Yeah, that, I mean, that's that is good, isn't it? That's yeah. apt. I. Uh, there's something about... I, I would like a Bobby Heenan roast of me. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. I'd just like him to talk crap about me, yeah. not say a single nice thing. Yeah. Or, Maybe do some slapstick. Oh, man. Or like someone who just had, would have no idea who you were, and then, <laughs> yeah. but trying to pretend like they did. Like a Vince McMahon trying to pretend that or he like, knew who you were. Like one of those paid cameo gigs. Yeah, yeah. Jack Swagger <laughs> with, with a fake Universal title. Nice. Owen Morgan asks uh, for the mailbag. Hello, Luke and Ollie. In the years you've been presenting for the Talk channel, your presenting styles have got better episode by episode. Who have you taken inspiration from? And has it just been a matter of confidence? I ask as I host a show and find myself naturally improving over time. Great work as always, guys. And that's from Owen the Blueprint Morgan. Can you figure out the wrestling of reference? Of course we can. Of course we can. It's Rob Van Dam. Yeah, totally, yeah. Matt Morgan. RDV. We know. I used to really like Matt Morgan. But then I, he, so it was I, you and Jim Cornette then. Hey, I felt like it, he could have been great if he was protected and the the weaker sides of him were not not shown so readily. He is like a tall, muscular dude, and you'd think, oh man, he's got it made on the main roster. And then he got there, and Vince is like stuttering gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> killed him instantly. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I think we've both gotten better. What do we yeah. take inspiration from? This is more for you because I think you were the one who really put your you put your stamp on this channel. Like mm. when I first started noon videos back in 2014 for this channel, I was very much I was just reading an auto cue as best as I possibly could because that was the time before we did jump cuts and stuff. So you had to get the auto cue done in one take, otherwise you had to just start again from the top, and it was a bloody nightmare. Which is why I did the jump cuts. Yeah, exactly, it's much easier this way. And then essentially, when I came here, I did my own. I, I, I read it like myself, but everyone said I was boring, so I was like, well, I better do it like Ollie does then. And then everyone just said you're just too much like Ollie. And I think now I'm starting to find more of my own feet again yeah i agree laurie's great laurie is my favorite presenter on this channel what yeah he is i love his style yeah well he was a professionally he's a, he's a professional yeah. trained host beforehand yeah. we've just figured out on the on the way yeah. well it was it was mainly if you host your own stuff it was me editing mm. my myself because it was only me I, I would film i would write i would film and then i would edit it twice a day you know to two episodes a day uh for for about a year no, longer than that, about two years. And when you have to watch yourself back, you're like, oh, God, your voice sounds stupid. There's like no passion. So I was like, OK, maybe I'll just start speaking a bit louder. And speaking a bit louder became yelling. And then it eventually became, hello, I'm on the news. I'm all in neighbors. And I was like, because when I was talking very loudly, I was like, well, that now that emphasizes the nasal qualities of my voice. So I'll put a growl in. <laughs> and I was growling. And I watched back uh, for the TLC episode last year. Mm. I watched back a bit of that. And I was like, yeah, I'm growling so much. I'm purring my way through this. I think I've reined that back in a bit. 
Uh, let's have one last question, if we can, from Craig Roberts, Ollie, Luke, and Laurie. What do you guys think of the longevity of the Wrestling Observer newsletter when it comes to things uh, wrestling from viewing figures and gate receipts? I ask as a res- regular listener to 83 <laughs> Weeks and Something to Wrestle, and I get the feeling that Eric and Bruce don't really rate Melter in his facts, so I just wanted your opinion. Uh, keep up the fabulous work. Yeah, there's a reason why uh, Eric and Bruce don't rate uh, Dave Meltzer is because he's right and he reports facts and it's for facts that they don't want to hear so they just their whole job 83 weeks and Sons Wrestle exists so they can discredit Dave Meltzer that's the only reason those shows exist so Eric Bischoff and and Bruce Pritchard uh, you know Bruce Pritchard's a bit different but they are wrestling promoters yes. and the way it's wrestling is a carny business. Thankfully, it's getting away from that a bit more. But one of the the things they do, I mean, football games do it and gigs do it. You inflate the attendance. You you give away a lot more free tickets, so it looks like there's more people there. And you say, ah, oh, but the attendance was this much. But how much is paid? So if you have some guy in the '90s, way but like two decades before, this was a, a more mainstream thing through YouTube with with channels like has talking about all the great amazing investigative work that melt has been doing forever like wrestling was a very closed shop back then and here's some annoying guy going actually this was the real number giving though that sensitive business information that they were trying to not let out yeah they, they, and they put that out there yeah absolutely so that like they they don't i think they bought into their own lie as well 100 percent. and eric bischoff like i've only listened to one episode of 83 weeks but it is god awful it is a terrible podcast because it's Mm. just eric bischoff going i was brilliant i was so good at what i did everything i did in wcw was brilliant it's like mate it went out of business yeah like you they would make mistakes and you just won't admit to any mistakes and i got when i was on them straight to hell with ross over on cultaholic i more than things i wanted to put to bed was uh, or put to hell rather, was Conrad bringing up Dave Meltzer on those sorts of shows because it's just infuriating to listen to. Because Bruce will then go, like, Conrad will read a statement and Con- and then Bruce will go, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right, that right, that's wrong. Dave Meltzer makes up 100% of everything that he was in the newsletter. <laughs> I was like, well, clearly he doesn't because you just confirmed a lot of that. And you're right, and it is things like, yeah, we sold out, we gave away, well, no, we had you know, 100,000 people there. And it's like, yeah, but the real numbers... 83,000, which is a really good number. It's like, ah, oh, Dave Meltzer just makes that up. Mm. I was like, but the fact is there. Like, that's a genuine, undisputable fact. Well, that's all we've got time for today. I'd, I'd also say as well that he's been doing this for 40 years. Like, I, I feel like I'm just being on the Dave Meltzer bandwagon. But to answer your question of the longevity, Dave's been doing this for 40 years. And by all accounts, the subscriber numbers are better now than they were, than they have ever been, including the boom period of the Attitude Era. So, if anything, he's going to go for another 40. Yeah, well... That's what happens when you make up fake news, though. (laughs) Do you want to explain why you're going to be reading Poetry Corner submissions? So tonight, Friday, of course, you're listening to this on Saturday. I am going to to do my first ever poetry reading. Mm -hmm. Sounds a lot wankier when said out loud. As I'm sure the poems will, too. (laughs) Uh, I've got two poems to, to read. One is brutally depressing. Uh, and the other one is, I mean, should I tell you what it is? Please do. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult to do on a family-friendly podcast. Uh-oh. Am so, I going to have to put an E? Uh, no, 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 but that's too much work. So let I me... Mean, it, it's a button press, but... There's a, but every other word will be it. So, so let me... You need me... to press it once. I'm not centering it. 
Oh, what did, sorry, what do you mean? Well, you know, you like when this podcast has got sweary stuff on it, there's a little E next to the podcast to let people know that it's oh, an explicit thing. Oh, wow. So you just, play, you just tick a button and it says this is an explicit podcast. I don't, okay, I won't, I won't say the... Oh, man, some of these are horrible. <laughs> is this one you've written yourself? It's a, Okay, so it's... Okay, put the explicit E. Uh, everyone, it's right at the end of the podcast now. This is your explicit warning. Okay. Crikey. Okay. I'm, I feel nervous about this. Well, I'm worried. So this is a comedy bit. So t- turn away now. If you've got kids in the room, either sh- cover their ears or turn this off and listen to it later. Earmuffs. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this is funny because this is a se- this isn't really a poem. Uh, and you're the it's own- a roast. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I've only I thought this up as like, oh, this is a, quite a funny comedy stand-up bit. Within the confines of a poetry thing. And if I'm going to do the super serious one, uh, like in the first half, I can get back up in the second half and go, hey, I've had a few now. Are Let's you, cheer it up. Is, is this also the speech you're preparing for when you, before you do the No, no, no. Okay, so, so just pretend you're in the room. I'm going to do the whole thing now. The, the whole spiel. You've got I, I, to I, I, imagine as well that I've got paper. Okay. So I'm reading this off some paper. Okay. I thought Sharon's uh, poetry in the, uh, the first okay. act was oh. bloody tremendous. Oh, Oliver's that book? Oh, no. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, actually, I thought his first one was a bit rubbish, to be honest. A bit rubbish. <laughs> depressing. I hope his second one's better. Hello. Thank you. You might remember me from the first half. Can you pass that martini? Uh, but there's going to be no martinis there. <laughs> but thank you all for, for listening to mine in the first half. And now I've got a, another poem. And it's kind of in thanks to Zar. Who's here tonight? Everyone say thank you to Zar. Thank- oh, yeah, thanks, Zar. He was our poetry teacher for, for a lot of us here uh, over the last five weeks and earlier on in the year, too. And one of the concepts he introduced to us was the idea of a list poem, which is just a simple framework to write a poem on, where you, you like list all the places you've been, or you list the back ingredients of some cereal or you list all the people that have passed away in your life and and, and the reasons why it's kind of uh, a a a version it's a way to structure a poem Mm. that's easy for beginners so i I, I, i've written two um now here's my first one it's called It's it's called my favorite things about you catching your slutty stepsister in the shower Big tits Daphne Rosen gets anal drilling. Climaxing in her face. Beautiful facials compilation. Brother catches stepsister masturbating, then gives her a cream pie. <laughs> Horny Tinder slut gets face fucked and calls me daddy and calls me daddy. Wife fucked by gang of BBCs in front of hubby. Anal sex. She can't stop draining my balls. All caps. Squirt paradise. Warm jizz on my big tits. <laughs> fucking whacked out craw- Fucking whacked out crack whore smoking blowjob. So now on for my second poem. <laughs> that I'm going to shuffle some notes here. And I say, and now for my... <laughs> Wipe the sweat from your brow as well. What if that dies? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, okay. And that, this is the payoff. And now for my second poem. Move the sheets around. The front page of Pornhub.com on Sunday the 9th of December 2018. Ah, damn it. Do you not get it? Uh, So you you were meant to read that bit first? That was the joke. Like, that joke, that the poem I just read Mm -hmm. 
was the front page of Pornhub.com yeah, on Sunday the 9th yeah. of December. Yeah. But I accidentally screwed up the titles, so it just sounds like my favourite things about you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I see now. Okay. What, do you not think that's good? No, it is. When, once you explain it, it's much better. I actually... No, I'm, but I'm, okay, I'm, no, I'm okay. not going to explain well, it. Here's, okay, here's the deal. <laughs> I forgot the title of the poem. Okay. So that might be why I was confused. I got so sidetracked by... Mm sort of laughing and giggling at the titles and sort of like because i figured what you were doing i just i forgot what you had called the poem so then the punchline didn't really work for me yes because it's hard if you forget the start of a joke then the, the punchline doesn't really work as well you're, you're saying the setup is so funny <laughs> it's the aristocrats yeah. <laughs> yeah so sorry for being so coarse everyone it there, was but very it... coarse no, these words we did on Patreon you tell me off if I say the F word and you've got to censor it I out. know well uh, here isn't... we are on the free feed this is Ollie families Lund. listen to this I just gave them such a big warning we remember to is put that, the E is, on is there. that another one of your titles yeah <laughs> yeah so that's a, it's not strict a bit of poetic license was had yeah I uh I it was the first five pages and I just picked <laughs> the best ones I've got I've got a I've got some more that I didn't use. I've got that, loads that I didn't use. Remember that scene from Clerks where he's reading out all the porn titles in front of the uh, the mother and kids mm. um, when he's also after... Slappy, in the first movie. In the first movie, I yeah. don't, actually. Where he's after like, Slappy Hero Cop or something. I've, uh, I've got... Oh, yeah, I do. When yeah. yeah, in the video rental store. Uh, at home, happy ending come volcano. <laughs> <laughs> that, that just missed out. <laughs> Well, that's good. I think that's a funnier than some of them. I, eyes are blue, farts on Amandina. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, yeah. So, so you do, do you think that's a good idea? Because this is very it's, much well, something. Okay, what it is, it's a risky idea. Yeah. Yeah. But with that said, so uh, anecdotal time, um, at my wedding, uh, my brother was our MC. And he ran a joke by me the Friday before my wedding because he was introducing people doing their speeches. And he wanted to run a joke by me because he was unsure about how it would go down in the room. And when he was introducing Kate's maid of honor, my, my wife, who was her sister, he was going to introduce her as, so our next speaker is someone I've been sharing a bed with for the past year, but I've only just met her today. The joke of that is that they have both slept in our spare room just on various different nights and it took me a long time to get it because I, okay. I looked at him as well and I was like I really don't get the joke and then he explained it to me I was like oh actually that's quite clever that's quite funny and I did so I was like I don't know how it's going to go down in the room but you know feel free to, if, you, if you're feeling fruity give it a go and I think he'd had a couple of bevies so he did it it went down like an absolute everyone loved it and it was one of the most memorable moments of the speeches and everyone mm. was like oh your brother's so funny that joke is really my father-in-law to this day he goes like it's so funny it, wow. I think it still makes me laugh because it's such a funny joke and my sister-in-law's boyfriend who was sat like at the same table was almost the great like, Mickey great Mickey was sat like the table opposite he goes like I thought I was going to have to stand up and, and say something I thought he was like announcing to the whole world <laughs> And he goes, until I got the joke. And actually, it's really funny. Mick so is always ready for a fight. <laughs> so maybe it will go down really well. <sighs> I ju I'm just erring on the side of caution. And that's a really terrible thing for me to do. So, so I've only read it to Anna so far. How and did yet, she react? Well, she laughed a lot during the title. It's, it's funny to read the titles. Yeah. Yeah, especially because you're reading it in such a serious manner. So that, yeah. that's very funny. I always corpse at Squirt Paradise. <laughs> It's the double, it's squirt paradise into warm jizz on my big tits <laughs> yeah. that I can't handle. 
Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Oh, well, we haven't got any time to read other people's poems now. Well, okay. <laughs> that's what we're all building this for. Can I, I, do- I, I think I, I, I'll see how drunk I get. Do this one because it's short. Okay. Uh, so this one comes in from uh, Jared Connoisseur. I'll let you read out the email. Sure. Okay, this is called Moxley by Lunatic Fringe. I've been told to slow down, so I'm, I'm going to try and read this at a, a slowed down pace. Okay, good practice. Leering from behind, unhinged in action, never betraying, always loyal, time after time, intercepting attacks, cementing the Brotherhood. Fratricide, relatives no longer imposing their will, never exalting their brother, Gotham's reckoning enters this universe. Was it how fast was that? Because in my head, that's... You sped up. Getting yeah. towards the end, you definitely sped up. I get excited. Yeah. It's a lovely poem, though, Conister. It very was, it's yeah. It's a very foreboding sense of tone. Indeed. Um, unfortunately, I haven't, we did have other emails from uh, Daniel Bellinger and uh, Connor Going, but they're slightly too long, and Ollie overran with his filthy, I just filthy wanted to read out... For, maybe that could be a new segment. <laughs> Ollie reads out out (laughs) Pornhub title. Honestly, they're so horrid. Oh, God, they're disgusting at times. I remember back in our day, folks, if you're a younger person, all pornos had hilariously titled pun names. Mm -hmm. Not anymore, because it's all based around SEO. So, like, something that's, you know, MILF, stepsister, it's just going to have those words I'd say I disagree, because I remember, like, back in the uh, early 2000s, when you would walk into, like, a a, a video rental shop or a video um, adult store, they were very much just, like, matter-of-fact titles. It would just be... Big Tits, Volume 4. But they made sense. Yes, they were. None like, of those it, meant made any sense. They were all just like Ronsil porno titles. They just they do exactly what they say on the tin. It's just like, come guzzling jizz sluts. Nice. Volume 3. Uh, volume 36. It's always, you never see number one. It's always, <laughs> yeah, it's always well up into the 30s, this it's volume. It's because they release them like one a week. It's effectively what Marvel have copied. <laughs> Uh, it, and it's also what we as Wrestle Talk have copied SEO title wise. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was trying to name something <laughs> the other day. We were going to call a Wrestle Ramble just Asuka Charlotte <laughs> Becky Lynch WWE TLC. <laughs> and you said, that doesn't make any That's it's just words. words. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but it'll rate really well <laughs> with SEO. <laughs> and in all credit to you, the title I suggested probably didn't do as well as just your here are three names. And a pay-per-view. You recognise these <laughs> names. Click them. <laughs> Click the video now. <laughs> well, that is all we've got time for on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Ollie and, and the Russell Tyke Andy, for your lovely birthday presents. It's very, very thoughtful of you. I actually believe that Andy has told me that I've now got two copies of this because he ordered two of them. Yes. Yeah. 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 Only Andy would do that. So thank you very much. And thank you for listening. We will see you on Monday for the TLC review. Enjoy Mm. TLC. It's going to be a, well, it's going to be a long one. Uh, But we'll see you then. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.